passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. gentlemen i'm your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight we normally don't go on sundays however we got a lot of things going on a lot that we need to talk about tonight <laughs> a lot that we need to talk about tonight we've been doing some twitter spaces however this with so much going on joe brady getting fired <laughs> Every LSU fan in the world wants Joe Brady back. We got to have a conversation about Joe Brady. What's realistic here and some things that we're hearing early on as Joe Brady is making a push to be an offensive corner back in college. Where it's going to be, we do not know. But I will tell you what I know right now. I don't know if it's going to be at LSU or wherever. We'll get into that conversation. Uh, LSU makes a bowl game. They are going to the Texas Bowl versus Kansas State. We will touch on that. Also, LSU staff updates and recruiting updates. I've been told uh, some fr- from uh, from from some very reliable people and some people some recruits uh, that Brian Kelly has started to hit the trail. And as soon as he starts uh, getting this staff in here, I think that you could you guys need to watch out. As some very high profile recruits have have said to me and others. Uh, that Brian, they're you know they're taking that you know that side eye emoji, you know that side eye emoji like oh shit LSU just hired Brian Kelly, that's what I'm hearing is going on in recruiting right now, which bodes well, very very much uh, for LSU. So we got a lot of things popping, big things popping, like the rap song. So it's gonna be fun. Let's get to a couple of comments before we get started. Uh, Brink's driver says, leave 2019 in the past. Y'all sound like Ed Orgeron. That was to the comments. That was a little bit earlier uh, before we got started. Uh, Damone Clark did get snubbed. Damone Clark completely 100% got snubbed. I'm sure we'll touch on that. Uh, LSU Colby says, let's go, Clark. Uh, Darren says, we are live playing Chris Lonnie. All say, let's go. Jay says, let's go. Oh, and Joey gives us the side eye emoji. We were just talking about... The side eye emoji. That's for sure. That is 1,000% for sure. All right. 
So let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we will get started. Uh, before we get started, I should say, too, everybody on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to your personal pages. Share to some Facebook groups. We really appreciate it. There's a big crowd of you in there tonight. So do us that favor. Hit the like and share button. Also, if you're on YouTube, don't forget that like to hit the like button, subscribe button, and notification bell. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast or on Twitter, hit the retweet, hit the subscribe. We greatly, greatly Appreciate it. All right, let's pay some bills, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Forno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Forno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or tell me, good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for so long now. Maybe a lot of you placed bets this past weekend and put the house and bet the house on the University of Georgia. Boy, would you have lost out. <laughs> so did a lot of people. But the places that you need to be is in, in making those bets is betonline.ag. Whip out the mobile device. Use it today. Use the Believe 50 AYS podcast t- tab. That way that they know your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Brian and Annie Pitton right out the gate since it's a $10 super chat. Uh, he says, good evening, Blake. What do you think any chance uh, that Joe Brady will come back? Of course, so we need to talk about that. I, I didn't think that we would get very um, – I did not think that we would get long out of that uh, about Joe Brady. Well, if you missed the news today, Joe Brady has been fired. Joe Brady has been fired from the Carolina Panthers. It would appear that him and head coach Matt Rule just did not – get along whatsoever uh and and look with that being said Matt Rule's kind of getting on that seat himself um let's talk about Joe Brady and let's talk about the realistic things of Joe Brady you know there's not a lot of times that I've run out here and said and I would love for anybody to go back in the 367 shows that I've had where I talked about just Joe Brady now there's two sides of this coin that I'm seeing so far from fans at least from fans is, oh, my God, bring him back, bring him back, like his name is T.I. Or you got other fans saying it was Steve Ensminger. Steve Ensminger was the reason that all of that went down. Steve Ensminger was the actual person calling the plays. I don't disagree with either one of those sentiments because two things can be drew at the same time. Third down in red zone was a Joe Brady uh, forte in 2019. Joe Burrow, uh, if you remember the play right before halftime in Alabama, Joe Burrow talked about him and how him and Joe Brady went over week or, or two weeks for that last play before the scoring drive that that was something that they put in and it's something that they wanted to run into the game. The reason 2019 worked so well was because you had a no-ego Steve Insminger and a very innovative guy and a younger guy in Joe Brady that can come in and implement some things, and Insminger can call the plays. Even so much so that we have video documentation that in 2019 on the 3rd and 17 against Texas, that the play call was given over to Steve Insminger because he saw something and he told Joe Brady, look, I'm going to motion Clyde Edwards-Alaire back, in the, uh, back into the backfield. They're sending the all-out blitz. We're going to let him block, and we're going to run this play, and we're going to score. Two cohesion of guys coming together for one common goal. I think that Joe Brady is a very good and innovative offensive mind. I think that he's going to have success in college. There are some things that he needs to fix. Number one, and the biggest thing that he's got to fix is he's got to want to go out there and recruit. The wide receivers, uh, Raheem Jarrett, I think was his name, uh, 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 the Burton, uh, Jermaine Burton from California, when those guys did not come, 
and they went elsewhere. Joe Brady publicly said to a lot of people around Louisiana how much he hated recruiting and why he did not want to come back into college because of how much he hated recruiting. Now, all of a sudden, Joe Brady and his agent and people are letting it leak out to guys like me, guys in the media, that, well, you know what, since Joe Brady's been fired, my name's going to come up in some college searches, and you best believe I could bring a guy like Caleb Williams with me. Joe Brady sounds a little desperate if you ask me. I think Joe's going to have a lot of success. You know, we've seen coaches around the NFL that have had a lot of success in college, and when they get in the NFL, they don't. But we have seen Joe Brady without Steve Insminger, and it didn't go well. Now, it's interesting in 2019 when you have Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, who continuously week after week in the NFL slays dudes, like absolutely obliterates dudes, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, Sadiq Charles, Thad Moss, who was activated to the active Bengals roster. So many pieces on Ty Davis Price, who is now a thousand yard rusher and who is still at LSU. Let's not fool Dem- uh, Damian Lewis, who is the starting left guard for the Seattle Seahawks. The only starter from that team, the two, te- and Ed Ingram wasn't even technically a starter, the only starter from that team that's not in the NFL is a guy by the name of Adrian McGee. And we're talking about really, really, really good NFL talent. Joe Brady, though, and the things that you can do in college that you can't get away in the NFL are going to work in college. Now let's get to LSU. There are two there are two thoughts that I have here. Number one, number one, is does Brian Kelly tie himself to a guy that is tied to LSU in some form or fashion, and what would be if he hired him over the last three years? We know what happened the last two. He was here in 2019, and really not in 2020. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that they they try to run some of his offense in 2020, got back to it in 2021 with DJ Mangus and Jake Peets. But does Brian Kelly go out and get Joe uh, Joe Brady, who was on Orgeron's staff? Guys, I got to be a little honest. I think that they'll look at it, but I don't think that they're going to go there. It's not a shot at Brian Kelly. It's not a shot at at him, who's who in his own right is a very good offensive mind. It's not a shot at him. Now, it's going to be interesting to see if Joe Brady gets ahead where he goes in the offensive coordinator position he's about to get because, guys, it's coming. But I think you do take yourself and put yourself in a little bit of a risk for going and getting a guy who has had success with Steve Ensminger and then now has not had success when he's by himself. Oh, and by the way, the guy that he said to LSU that would be really, really, really good and Jake Peach and DJ Mangus, guys, newsflash, they weren't. Newsflash. So I'm not – look, Joe Burrow makes a lot of people look good. Tom Brady makes a lot of people look good. Uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes likes, makes a lot of people look good. Is it the same for Joe, for Joe Brady? I don't know that. But it's something It's something to be said that he had a guy like Joe Burrow. So we'll see. All right, let's get to a couple of these Super Chats. I, know I saw a couple of them flying in. Pooh Bear says, uh, since it's $5, he says, been getting Blake daily since Friday. A lot of great info, info. Appreciate all the hard work. Yeah, we have been going on the Twitter spaces. You know, something that I think was big that we dropped last uh, Friday night, and Pooh Bear can attest to this, before the news broke, uh, and something we haven't talked about publicly on the show is Steven, uh, or not Steven Smigger, is Tommy Moffitt. Um, the one thing I'll say, and I've repeated this in the Twitter spaces, so guys, go follow us on Twitter, AYS Sports, because um, we do those Fridays, Saturdays, and sometimes we'll just pop up and do one and, and talk about some info. Um, it's interesting to me that you got a lot of former players talking about Tommy Moffitt and everything that he did for LSU. Like, it's crazy how much uh, people are going out there talking about Hey, he was a mentor in my life. He did this for me. Now, regardless, look, Brian Kelly's got to make decisions, and your strength coach, you have to trust with the utmost of everything that you have. Like, 
everything that you have has to go into the strength and, uh, strength and conditioning coordinator, the guy that's going to lead. There's a reason that Tommy Moffat was technically the first guy to go necessarily on the staff. We knew about Mickey, and you could say that he was the first one. No, it was really uh, Tommy Moffat that was the first guy that was notified that he was being let go. Talked to Tommy, thanked him for what he did on, you know, for LSU. He had some gracious words for me. I had some gracious words for him. And so I would just tell him publicly, I thank him for his service. I thank him for everything that he's done for LSU. However, if you don't trust or you want your own guy as to be the strength and conditioning coordinator, you got to let that happen. Uh, also, um, <laughs> there's a lot of Pete Golding talk right now, the defensive coordinator, and we're talking about some of these staff, some of the staff stuff, and, and guys that Brian Kelly could bring in. Guys, the this I said this last night. I'll say it again. The day that an Alabama assistant, in my opinion especially a, a coordinator at that, I might add, becomes the next head coordinator or some type of position at LSU because of how to, the two schools battle. It's the day that you need, you need to, if that happens, you need to walk outside and see if Jesus is coming back. Nick Saban will do everything in his power to make sure it doesn't happen. Everything. Now, what something was interesting and something that we had kind of reported and we talked about last week, we talked about it this weekend, and we'll talk about it now. Uh, look, Oklahoma is looking like they're going to be hiring Brent Venables, and if they do that, he's, he's highly targeting uh, Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator uh, uh, at Ole Miss. A lot of people say, oh, well, Lane's defense, Lane's defense, Lane's defense. I mean, Lane's offense, excuse me. Lane's, that's nothing but Lane's offense. Guys, he called it at UCF, and you played against him. He's a good offensive coordinator. He's been under Josh Heupel. He's been under Lave Kiffin. He's been under two guys that he could take a lot from and implement. Now, if LSU and Brian Kelly really does want Jeff Levy, you better go. You better go now because the the, the clock is ticking. Kendall Bryles, you know something I heard that Kendall was going to interview for the ULL job. Well, that's not happening. ULL has uh, hired from within, which I think is the stupidest thing. If you're asking my opinion, um, all right, we was just getting a text, but regardless, it's stupid in my opinion. All right, let's get to a couple more of these super chats, and then we'll get to more of y'all's um, comments as well. Uh, Ultra Raider says, word on the Texas A&M message boards is that Jacoby Matthews and Harris are now putting uh, uh, commitment on hold. Try and say BK can't recruit. Don't even have a coordinator yet. So that was kind of a little bit not specifically those guys, but that was some that was some things that we had heard, right? Some things that you know I really started the show. The first thing I, we talked about with recruiting was is that recruits around the country are giving LSU the side eye. Like you you know that meme where a boyfriend and girlfriend are walking down the sidewalk and they're holding hands and a fine dime piece walks past and, and the man's looking back and he gives that look like, ooh. That, that, that is recruits right now. Brian Kelly just passed. LSU just passed. So to Jimbo who thinks that this shit's going to be easy, to Nick who thinks this shit's going to be easy, guys, he's coming. Understand that this is LSU. Everybody freaking out. Everybody saying, every, oh, my God, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's bullshit. The national media running their Rudy Pooh mouths saying he's trying to talk Southern while Miami sits here without an athletic director, by the way, has not fired their head coach. You've got sources coming out the ass saying Mario Cristobal's leaving Oregon. And going to be the next head coach at Miami. Meanwhile, let's talk about Brian Kelly saying the word family wrong. And not even wrong. Just different. A new, a new age is here. Either get with it or get off that son of a bitch because it's here. Your own media talking bullshit. All right. Just had to get that ran out of there. Uh, Ramey says Brady is a fraud. Adam Contreras is not even close to every fan. 
Uh, Chris Barnhill says, special counsel meeting, question mark. I don't know what that means. Craig Schilling says, Bray has made comments that he doesn't like to recruit. Yeah, and you can't have that. Guys, you cannot have that. I'm sorry. You just can't. You just can't. The de- when the day comes that you have a coach that says that they don't want to recruit regardless of when that time is, that shit doesn't fly. Oh, so now he wants to recruit, right? Like, So now he's okay with it. So now that his ass got fired, he's okay with it. Look, Joe Brady did a lot of things, but I think that we got to be realistic about what he actually did. Oh, he put some innovative passing concepts in there. Fantastic. Great. Love it. Will go down in the history books as one of the best LSU coaches. I maybe shouldn't say coaches, but a very innovative piece. Guys, he also struggled when he called things and did things. He had guys like Joe Burrow. He had guys like Steve Enzminger. He had Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall. Three NFL wide receivers and four offensive linemen that are playing in the league and starting. Like, we got to be realistic. And you got to be realistic about what Brian Kelly would actually do. You know, we want the staff changes so much. And then when they come, oh, dear God, please keep Mickey. Love Mickey, not saying I don't. Dear God, please keep that coach. Please keep this coach. Come on. Adam says, Golding, no, we want Muschamp. I don't think you really want Muschamp. I'm just, you know, when I said that, I probably shouldn't have said that because I knew what would happen there. But Muschamp's a part of that defensive staff that just got that ass ape up by Pauls, but just got that ass ape up by Nick Saban and company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alejandro on Facebook says, Bama is all Saban on defense. No, no doubt. No questions. No questions. Seen, I've seen a Pete Golden de- uh, defense live and on location at Southeastern Louisiana. Graduate from there. Played there. He, it ain't the same defense, dog. You know what You know what Pete Golding's defense is? A lot like more of like a Durante Jones. Everywhere he's been. We'll play some zero coverage. We'll pl- play some zone blitzes. Run some zone blitzes. Nick ain't about that life. Nick is not about that life. Uh, S. Bean, 64, sends us $4.99 via Super Chat. He says, trust Brian Kelly's process. He needs to hire his OC and DC. He's way ahead of things, uh, just not out yet. Yeah, and a lot of people are talking about he wasn't recruiting, and I'm getting Friday, and, and I try to tell people to calm down, and nobody would listen to me. Said Friday night on Twitter Spaces, calm down, he's out there recruiting. Just because nobody's talking about it doesn't mean he's not calling kids. One kid I was told was uh, called, you know, because he was trying to start this process, and a lot of kids were playing state championship games on Friday, Um Look, there's a lot of things that go into that. What if he would have gone to Emory Jones Friday before the game, the big offensive lineman, or Friday or Saturday before the game and said, hey, man, just wanted to talk to you about your recruitment. Uh, Go out there and play your state championship game. Coaches, head coaches around Louisiana would have ate that shit up and they would have said, all right, dog, you you should have known better. I'm telling you because I spoke to one of the head coaches. He knows what he's doing. Uh, B ran on YouTube says, let's leave Joe Brady alone. Jeff too says my favorite thing today is watching Michigan fans whining about not getting a top seed. They only wanted the number one seed because they didn't want to play Georgia. Well, they didn't want to play Bama either. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Like you got Dave Portnoy out there. Um, you know, just, Oh, we should have been a number one seed. Tell me you don't know football without telling me you don't know football. I think Barstool's great. I think they do some great stuff. Not saying that. But come on, dog. Like, you can't play Rudy Pooh University and Rudy Pooh State in back-to-back weeks while Alabama is playing Texas A&M, LSU, and you think that's okay. Good luck with Rutgers. 
Good luck with Rutgers. Because Alabama didn't play Vandy this year. What was the stat today? I, I, I forget it, but it was something. Good luck with Rutgers. <laughs> it was something today uh, on the aspect that they what played, I think, 9-1 and one against FBI Top 40. Guys, come on, man. I mean, strength of schedule number one? Come on, Michigan. Just worry about wearing your khakis and cleats. All right. Um, Semper on YouTube says, Brady is a big-ass risk. I'm tired of LSU taking risk. Go get proven coaches. I, I do think that he's a risk. Danny says, I love the Twitter chat. I do, too. Um, Poetic Patriot says, I love the Twitter spaces. I do, too. I think, it, you know, look, and if anybody that doesn't know what they are, it's that we come in here, we um, – I kind of just answer questions, but I let a lot of people talk. Now, don't come in there all sauced up like we did last night. People were absolutely lit up upside their mind and saying some absolutely crazy stuff. Then we'll, you know, we won't kick you out, but we you won't speak again. Um, but I just give you guys the floor. Uh, Cedric says, I can always count on Blake and his information. Thank you. <laughs> Look, it's not it's not beneficial for me to run out here and say, don't hire Joe Brady or that there's risks around Joe Brady at uh, talking about LSU. Like, it benefits me none. But there are, there are a lot of risks here. I mean, I get that he had Sam Darnold. I get that Christian McCaffrey was hurt. I get that they don't have a lot of weapons. I also get that he was running some really, doing some really crazy stuff. I mean, look, and and to his defense, though, you went from Sam Darnold to the PJ. Uh, was it PJ Williams to to? <laughs> Cam Newton, then back to PJ, then back to Cam, then back to PJ, then back to Cam. I mean, look, the guy was not look, it was it wasn't easy for him. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Uh Lee Lattimore says, My bad, Blake. You weren't the one that was sauced up. You weren't the one that was sauced up. I was talking about other people. Um, Lee, you're fine. You're fine. Um, Joe Lawrence says, I'm using, quote, unquote, good luck with Rutgers as my next text tone, Blake. <laughs> well, for real, good luck with Rutgers. Like, I, I mean, I, guys, I'm not defending Alabama, but at some point, we, we Georgia's got a better strength of schedule on paper than you do at this exact moment. Regardless if they didn't, Georgia's going to beat the Rudy. My, look, Michigan does not deserve to be number one. We'll get to that with Memphis Spence when he joins in a couple of minutes. Uh, Wacky Chris says, someone talked uh, talked me out of thinking Bama-Georgia for a national title game happening again. I ain't talking you out of that because it's more probably going to happen. Cincinnati's going to get smega clapped, uh, and I think Michigan's going to get clapped. I think if, if it, look, if JT Daniels comes in here and starts ripping this bitch all over the place, then what? Uh, guys, I got, look. I don't mean this wrong, this Stetson Bennett. I said it on Twitter. I said it on the Twitter spaces. It's a good story for the law firm of Stetson Bennett IV. I mean, the guy, his name alone sounds like he should be at Princeton or Yale or Harvard, not at Georgia. Hashtag Ray, uh, 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 Ray Charles. Georgia Bush. He don't need to be there. It's a good story. But a walk-on's a walk-on. I'm sorry, JT Daniels is a better quarterback. Like, I can't believe I got to come out here and say, guys, he's a better quarterback. Like, at one world, you know, I said, it's like playing, starting the guy on Madden that's got a 55 overall rating versus a guy that's got a 90 overall rating. Who are you going to play? Kirby's done this twice. You going to let Justin Fields sit on the bench when he's about to come back and beat LSU? I mean, what the hell? Kirby, you Rudy Pooh, Vossen word, son of a gun. God, he makes me so mad, and I'm not a Georgia fan. Look, I'm going, he just makes me mad. Like, I see him talking, I'm like, bro, shut, sh- 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 shut your mouth. You ever seen Austin Powers movies? He goes, www.shh.com. That's what I want to do to Kirby. God. 
uh, Turd Ferguson <laughs> on YouTube says, will Greg McMahon get retained as special teams coach? I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about the special teams. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> Somebody just sent me that. I the uh analogy I just gave earlier. I gotta post that. Hopefully nobody posts that before I do. Um somebody I, the reason I'm looking at my phone is because somebody's in here saying that it's completely official with Brent Vittables to Oklahoma as their head coach. Ryan saying that. I haven't seen that yet. I could be I, I could be wrong. That's why I was looking for it. Let's see. Yeah, Brute uh Pete Thamel. Sources, Brent Venomos has finalized the deal to be the next Oklahoma coach. There you go. Look, again, LSU and LSU fans, if we want Jeff Lebby, the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, you better go. You better get with it. But am I the only person here? Am I the only person here that doesn't really – like I, I'm not worried this time around like I was with Orgeron. Like, I was pet, you know, uh, first I was afraid. I was petrified. You know, that whole song. Every time Orgeron made a, a, a coaching hire, you ever seen the movie The Replacements? Man, you were afraid? Shit, I was petrified. You know, like, now I just don't really worry about it. Like, I, I <laughs> you missed out on Jeff Levy? Sounds good. Brian Kelly's going to get somebody else. Like, he doesn't really, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's got Mike. I mean, look at his track record defensively for starters. And look, Durante Jones panned out. And I think Durante Jones, should, in some instance, should get the interview, the defensive coordinator now. Because what he's done from Alabama on, I mean, shit, guys. I mean, look what Alabama. Now, I, I don't know if you want to compare what Alabama did Saturday to what they did against LSU, but that they were still a wounded team. And they still physically dominated them up front. I just don't worry about it as much. All right, we got to do this. Let's get to Memphis Spence, our good friend, the fan favorite. I mean, absolutely the fan favorite. And then we'll get to a lot more of your comments. Uh, one more, I got to um, get this one. Cedric says, finally some stability, and that's what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills very quickly. Our good friends over at lightbox.com. For all you men, and I guess even women uh, out there that Christmas is coming up, you got to get your, your your boo, your boo thing, some jewelry, lightbox.com. Guys, go over to lightboxjewelry.com. With their cutting-edge technology and all the diamonds and everything that they're doing, guys, it's impressive. They're on the cutting edge of everything that they're doing in the jewelry diamond world. Lightboxjewelry.com. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by by using on their website the Believe tab. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightboxjewelry.com. All right, we got a good friend Memphis Spence joining us. Memphis, I got to be honest with you here. I was yeah. – um. To everybody joining us, Memphis Spence, he'll 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 give you all of his long credentials at the end of the show. It's longer than the Declaration of Independence on everything that he does for college football. I wasn't surprised by anything. I thought for once they got it right. Look, Memphis, tell me if I'm wrong. And you're you're a voter. You voted for some of these awards. And trust me, we're going to get to Demont Clark from LSU in this Buckus Award nonsense. That's our next question. But hey, hey, hey. I, first of all, I don't vote for that award. Uh-huh. I cannot vouch uh-huh. but look, for them. But what we, will, what we will talk about is how that happens. I want to go through that process okay. next. Okay. They didn't get it wrong around the college football playoff. No. Was there anything surprising this weekend? I mean, look, I was shocked by what Alabama did, I'll be honest. But from a college football playoff voting aspect, did they get anything wrong in your in your opinion? Not really. Um, I mean, maybe uh, not really. I mean, the, what you have in terms of the college football playoff right now, it makes sense. A lot of it makes sense. Alabama's the number one team. They kind of always were, but Georgia <laughs> had a better record, right? Right. I mean, you know, we we're always like, uh, um, Michigan. Handled their business, 
they're in second. You know, I mean, Georgia's third, where they should be. I mean, you lose to Alabama. How far are you going to drop? And here you go. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati's the fourth team. Cincinnati probably wouldn't have been the fourth team, in my opinion, if Oklahoma State would have handled their business. Right. But they did. Right? They did. So, by default. Now, I did have a lot of Ohio State fans tell me, you know, well, you don't think we could beat Cincinnati? I'm like, yeah, you could have beat Cincinnati, but you could lose to Cincinnati, too. Well, why do you think that? Look what you did to Oregon. Right. I, you know, I, look, I, I think Cincinnati could outright beat Oregon, and if you could lose to a team like Oregon, you can lose to a team like Cincinnati. This ain't, you know, 2019 where you whooped them. So, um, you know, that the, you know everybody's vulnerable this year. I didn't think there were any I, – I, I think that the college football playoff committee positioned themselves so that they had a lot of flexibility – in terms of, and, and they haven't always done that, but they positioned themselves where they had a lot of flexibility over this weekend. And, you know, they were able to actually roll with the punches and put the right teams in this year. You know, look, Memphis, and I want to get to the process for the LSU fans about how these votings happen. Just mm-hmm. a very quickly part of this. I, I, I don't know if Georgia, look, without JT Daniels, and I know the defense gave up a lot of points. Without JT Daniels, I think Michigan wins. I look Jordan. Some it's like where's Waldo with Jordan Davis the last two right. weeks? Okay, right. everybody everybody got on my ass about me saying Will Anderson's the best defensive player in the country. I ain't lying now, am I, dog? So look, Miff, and look, I think Georgia wins because I think they're gonna get smart and put JT Daniels in. But it's is it crazy to think Michigan could wind up winning this game because what they're doing up front. It's pretty impressive now. What? I don't know why they're – remember at the beginning of the season where I was like, you know, Georgia always has the personnel. I just don't know why they make the decisions that they do. I know. This is another situation. I'm like, you know, this game could have been a lot closer if they would have started the right quarterback. <laughs> and it kind of makes me wonder. You know who I really – I feel sorry for a lot of the assistant coaches because I think Kirby Smart – goes in and fakes himself out. You know, I he know. Fake, you know, kind of fakes himself out. And I'm like, well, what, how do you look, how do you look like Danny Lanning in, in the eyes and, and tell him like, you know, we're going to, we're going to start these guys. I'm like, what kind of defense, how am I going to, I don't have a defense that can hang with Alabama for, you know, a hundred snaps. You're going to have me on, you're going to have my defense out on the field a long time. How am I supposed to defend this? Um, but I think that I, I just – they always have the personnel. So they're sitting right there. You're like, why is this guy not playing? Is there something I'm missing? And then they lose a critical game, and you're like, this is this is so Georgia. Right. They got all the players. They recruit so well. Beat Alabama sometimes. Beat LSU sometimes in recruiting. Have the guy sitting right there, and they won't use him correctly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's just a Georgia thing. And I'm like, man, that's got to be a frustrating – that's probably the most frustrated um, uh, fan base in America. Because they have be. no, there's really no reason why they don't have a ring uh, one, in, in, one, in the last 10 years. There, there really isn't. And look, even with the talent pool in Georgia, you know, yeah. like you should be able to, you know, to me it just kind of feels like they're out coached. I mean – it, it up and down the field. And, look, let's not yeah. get it twisted that defense got beat. Jamison Williams, yeah. for the love of God, is probably the fastest man in college football. How that kid is that fast, I have no idea. How Ohio State gets rid of that kid, <laughs> I have no idea. There's uh, another team, Ohio State. Like, right. I don't know what they're doing with their personnel. I mean, there, there are just a couple of teams that you look around and you're like, y'all don't have – y'all aren't competing. Because they can compete with Alabama. Especially in a year like this, where Alabama's like, oh, you know, there are some holes, noticeable holes. Well, and, and, and look, like, well, and Kirby gets uh, compared to Les Miles, but the difference was, it's Les Miles. You're going to make it. And you're. Gonna, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. It doesn't right. matter what you thought. It's kind of like The Rock. Hey, I'm going to do what I do, and you're going to have to stop it. It look. Right. I hate to say it like this, but man, Les did better things. There's other coaches that are doing better things than Kirby. I, you get you talent. get the two with the talent, and that's why I'm like, hey, this man got the two national titles. Kirby, like Big Daddy, you getting clapped right now, and it's getting a little bit embarrassing. 
Um, look, we got a lot of people uh, very quickly, Memphis, firing in yeah. here about uh, Damone Clark. And I know that you're a, a voter for a lot of different things. And I know that you said you don't vote for the buckets, and, and I understand that. I've already had people at me, but yeah. But so, how does that happen? Now, like I look, look, I know in 2019 that uh, uh, Grant Delpit won the Thorpe Award. Quite honestly, didn't have business winning the Thorpe Award. Was out for like five games that season. Didn't have but one interception. But how does that process work? I mean, is it because LSU six and six? Like, take our viewers there. What are what are most viewers or, so, or voters? Think? And I was trying to explain this to a couple of people earlier today. Um, there's a prevailing thought that, and 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 I guess this has been it's been this way for for a while. It's kind of like the the pervert. It's the voting equivalent to the eye test when it comes to these awards. There's a prevailing thought that if you're really good at defense and you're really making a difference on your team in terms of, you know, how, whether or not they're winning or losing, you're taking your field. You yourself are taking your team off the field in a three and out more likely. Therefore, you don't have, you know, multiple drives or multiple snaps to get tackles. You know, maybe you're maybe you're only on the field for two minutes. You know, hopefully you're not on the field that long. Hopefully your offense is what's on the field, not you, if you're really making a difference for your team. That being said, there's a big discrepancy there. Usually you you can account for, you know, maybe if you see the difference between 60 60 and, 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 and 45 tackles, okay, not that big of a discrepancy, though. I mean, you know, like, like 59. Like, yeah. that's that's large. That's a very – I can't – there's no way for me to actually – I don't know what they were thinking. And, it's, and and part of the process also sometimes comes in the procedure of how we even get to the finalists. Because at the beginning of the year, they give us this big list. <laughs> and if you think your DMs are blown up by just people asking, you know, about coaching situations – you should see what all these universities do to us. There's like, there are marketing materials. There, there are people sending me, you know, uh, plush toys to my door. I'm like, who's this for? And it'll be like, you know, Nebraska, like, hey, vote for you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska like, fans are sending you bobblehead dolls, Memphis? That- bobblehead dolls. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And you're like, well, what? I, I get it, you know, PR. But I mean, you know, you sending me a bobblehead doll or you know, like Iowa, I will, Iowa will send me like, you know, um, a notepads just to write on. Like, so I, every time that I'm writing down, I'm looking at Iowa. I mean, and I'll use them, but I, it's not going to change my vote. I don't think, I mean, I like it, it's free paper, but I'm not going to change my vote off of this. This is something that like, you know, uh, we have to actually look at the games and actually do some critical analysis to actually try and figure this out. The Buckets Award I've never been invited to actually vote on that award, and I'm not exactly sure what their particular procedure is. But I can tell you for other awards, like the Bronco Nagurski Award, that the process is they give us about 50 names at the beginning of the year. Uh Uh-huh. About that. And then we have to actually watch those teams. And there's like a – there's a – there's a whittling down. There's a – there's a – like a quarterfinalist vote where about halfway through the year – you, you know, you take those 50 down to 10 and then there's, you know, a finalist vote, you know, I mean, you just take them down. And sometimes, and and this is the flaw in that system. Sometimes at the end of the season is when the, you see the most out of some of these players, they're already out. They're already out by elimination halfway through the season. You're like, in some of these awards, there's ways to bring them back in. Like I know that they've done that with the Blitnikoff a couple of times, like, uh-huh. Oh, we have to bring this guy back. Hashtag Michael Crabtree. Oh, right, 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 right. So you know, there's, it, but but some of them have such a a rigid procedure that right. when somebody's out, they're out, and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's uh, he's doing really good, guys. You sure you want to throw him back in? But you know, no, nah, we've already made our decision, and it's going to be one of these four guys because that's what we put out there, and so you're kind of left with like you're left trying to explain why somebody's not in the procedure at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> Free Iowa toilet go, paper. You're right. Uh, 
sometimes you get sometimes you get some weird stuff from some of these schools. I'll tell you that. Oh, dude! Even in recruiting, I remember some of the recruiting stuff. I got like a cow Mississippi State cowbell. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, wild, I'm, I'm dingling it around. I'm like, what do I do with this? I'm like, I give it to one of my country buddies. I'm like, hey, you know, Mr. Yellowstone, do you want this? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Memphis, and I understand that, and that's a good point. Okay, like. I understand the procedure and all this kind of stuff, but when I look at here and I see that the and, and, and look, I, I was very vocal about Grant Delpit winning the Thorpe Award in 2019. Like, hey man, when you don't play but five games or you're injured and you don't have and you don't look that good, maybe you should give it to someone else, you know. But this one's kind of like, hey man, you're leading the country in tackles in the right. SEC. Like you're having right. 18, 19 tackles against Alabama. The last time I checked, it's pretty difficult to sack Bryce Young. Ask Kirby Smart in Georgia how hard it is right. to bring that man down, and he's tra- right. and Memphis he's tracking him down. And so, yeah. like yeah. when oh. I, when I see a kid that does what he does, it just really kind of pisses me off. And like, are, are we? You know, like, look, I love Tim Brando to death, love him to death. But yeah. sometimes he goes out there and says some Rudy Pooh stuff, and I'm like, this man's voting for Cincinnati. Like, come on, bro. Anyway, yeah. Look, we talked about uh, Joe Brady a little bit earlier. I don't know how much you got to catch that. But, look, he's fired in Carolina. <sighs> I'm taking a beating for this right now to some extent, saying, look, it's going to be risky and let Brian Kelly do what he does. As a guy that's watched, and we talked about this a little bit um, the other night with Brian Kelly, but, man, I mean – do you need to open that door back up? I mean, I get he did a lot of good stuff, but Steve Ensminger still called the plays. When you see Joe Brady's getting fired, I guess what's your initial thoughts there? <laughs> so, this is a risk-reward play, right? Joe Brady, because of his ties and everything to that LSU program, and honestly, being one of the stalwarts of that offense at the, during a championship year, you risk bringing in some of the things that may have caused the program to deteriorate later on. Right. Um, right. Uh, this is a hard one. If, if Brian Kelly wasn't as good putting together staffs as he has been everywhere he's been, then I would probably take the risk on Joe Brady. And I'm not saying that Brian Kelly won't take this risk on Joe Brady. It just kind of, it really depends. But, um, Joe Brady is a heck of a coach. I don't know. Like this is a, that, that when I first thought of, I, th- I was like, where's he going? Because the first thing I thought was, well, I mean, Virginia would be stupid if they didn't send a plane and grab him for a head coach. Right. Immediately. Send, hey, Joe Brady's available. We didn't know that was going to happen. Send a plane down there, kidnap him, throw him in the back of the, you know, and then bring him, because Virginia would be, a, I think, a great place for that guy to start off his head coaching career. From William um, and Mary. I mean, knows that area. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, I, would he come back as an offensive coordinator for LSU? And see, the other thing is, I don't know. Is Brady the type of guy to bump heads with a guy like Kelly? No, I I, no, not really. But, you know, like Memphis, for example, like if it went wrong and it went bad because, like, yeah. Jake, you know, like saying, hey, yeah. I don't want to recruit. Like telling yeah. people in the media, hey, I hate recruiting. You know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It's not really a place yeah. you can get away with that, dog. Uh, not not as your first step. Right, I no. Mean, your first step's got to be, a, you know, a clear step of, 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 of direction for the program. I don't know if Kelly – I don't think Kelly can afford to make that step immediately to, to, to bring Joe Brady, especially if he doesn't want to recruit. I mean and, – and, and it's not that – here's the thing about LSU. LSU at – LSU is one of those programs that does recruit itself. Now, of course – you guys still got to go out there and sign some guys. You right. can't, you know, you can't just sit on your laurels and expect to get five stars. But you you have enough talent around you that LSU kind of recruits itself. It's one of those, you know, people are gonna they're gonna be players that want to play for LSU without anybody actually, you know, going to see them. Um, 
but at the same time, you, there, there's there's a there's a competition at the top. Nobody's getting into the top five without having a really good recruiting plan, especially with this early uh, early period that, that that showed up five years ago. Now you really have to be on your A game um, because the season's ending and you're signing kids, you know, about three weeks later. Right. So, um, and I know people are kind of, you know, they're, 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 I heard a little trepidation in the voices of some of the people in the uh, Twitter spaces. And by the way, that was a cool Twitter spaces. I like to hear what you guys have to say, honestly. Right. Uh, and not all staying quiet. I mean, Blake, well, you know, Blake was like, you want to come on? I was like, no, actually, <laughs> I want to hear what they have to say right now. I want to hear the voice of, of LSU and what they, what, what, what all these guys, what all these, these, these boosters and all these, you know, fans have to say about this program and where it is right now. Mm-hmm. And there was a little trepidation about, about, you know, recruiting, but I was like, you know, I mean, Brian Kelly, how many, there are what, 38 players out of Notre Dame in the NFL right now. Half of them are offensive linemen. Right. And, and, and tight ends. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, or, or maybe D line, but he's, he puts together a really good line. And that's the reason why Notre Dame is ranked above a lot of people right now, you know, at the end of the season. And that's the, also the reason why they've been in the college football playoff these fat, past few years, you know? Uh, even though they haven't won it because they can't get the specialty guys. The good thing, the good thing about LSU is you got specialty guys out the corners, wide receivers. What's LSU known for? You sure wide receivers line? and DBs, right? It's a it's a it's a it's a perfect I mean, this is we're talking to DBU. You shouldn't be you're we're not we're not, you know, if you're LSU, you're not worried about getting quality defensive backs and and wide receivers and, and and playmakers. That's all. That's I was talking to somebody about Memphis. I was like, look at Memphis. Who do we have in the NFL? We don't have any quarterbacks. No, you know, very few offensive, defensive linemen. Tons of running backs and wide receivers because that's what we do. But so if you can get somebody to recruit in your weaknesses, which Kelly is a master of, we saw what he dealt with with with, with, with Notre Dame. Then you're gonna be you're gonna be fine. I think recruiting wise, maybe not this particular year, but from now on, LSU will be fine. Memphis, last question. We'll get you out of here. I know we're interrupting you on the Sunday, but I, I very oh, no, much appreciate it. It's Alabama. Or, I mean, look, I, I don't even know how to really word it. It's Alabama and everybody else, right? I mean, is there anybody in the four that could take them down? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I'm trying to envision a situation in which Michigan can win against Alabama, and I just can't. It's not going to be snowing, you know. I mean, there's not going to be. Alabama's just they're just built different. You know, they're not going to win the line. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that I thought is Georgia could if JT comes in and and look, they play a little bit of keep away, right? Like. Hey, you can't let Bryce Young beat you. You got to just play keep away. Mm-hmm. But even Michigan, I mean, like, hey, we're going to run the ball. We're going to have 11 play, a 1,000 minute drive, and then let Alabama just come go down and score. But look, if that's a Bryce Young that you're getting, watch out. I, I, I Look, I said this the other night, Memphis, and I got obliterated a little. Uh, Bryce Young, greater sign to a tag of Iowa. I, I'm sorry. It, because what he does, getting out of the pocket, the way that he does things, and I don't think he's got more Joe Burrow than Tua Tagovailoa. That that's just a fact. I, I mean, I don't see, think anybody can beat him. Do you? I mean, it's just kind of like at this point. Uh, that's a really good. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think Young's beatable. The, and the only reason why I say that is because up until. This last game we saw against Georgia, Young had showed us more of his flaws than he had his his right. his skill. We never saw, we didn't see this Young until this game, and that's why I think he's beatable. I think that I, I, we weren't consistent, or or he would have been the runaway favorite for the Heisman, right? He would throughout the season if we saw this Young, this Bryce Young, he would have been a runaway favorite for the Heisman right. the entire year. But he wasn't, and there were reasons for that. So I think he's beatable. I'm not sure if we're going to get this Bryce Young in the playoffs or not. We might. Or that may have been just SEC championship Bryce Young. 
it's it's I'll say this. I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of I'll, I'll kind of will it down to this. It's Bryce Young's championship to lose. That's a good. He could point. go out there and win it. He could go out there and lose it. But but either is possible. It's a good point, and it's a good way to look at it. And look, we'll bring you on uh, during these bowl games and, and things that you're seeing. And th- and look, we'll we'll go from there. Uh, but look, you've been fantastic on a Sunday. You didn't have to come on. You did. And I really appreciate it, my friend. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff and your shows and everything you got going on. Memphis Bench, you can catch me on Sports Radio America two or Mondays and Thursdays. I'm on live noon to two Eastern. Uh, you can catch all at Memphis Spence, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I'm really just on Twitter. I mean, I, I don't really hang out in those other places. So if you want to get at me, a lot of you, uh, or so, at least some of you started following me. If you want to DM me, my DMs are open. I can answer questions about the voting process and everything else. If there are questions that I don't uh, answer on this show that you want to get at me, I may not get to it immediately, but I'll get to it eventually. I'm very approachable. Uh, but you can catch me live on the Sports Radio America Network. Uh, thank you, my friend. As always, you've been fantastic, and we'll, we'll see you again soon. All right, my man. Take care. That's our good friend, Memphis Spence. Guys, I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Um, just absolutely fantastic in everything that he does. Uh, Bebop says, what did Burrow do before Joe Brady arrived? What has Joe Brady done since Joe Bar- that he wasn't around Joe Burrow? Because I see Joe, I see Joe Burrow out there throwing dimes. That's top of the line, slim face or slim waist, cute face with a big behind. And and, and look, here's another thing: who's going to coach quarterbacks? Because Brady didn't coach quarterbacks. Coach quarterbacks this year, but I mean, guys, we got to stop putting so much on him. I had somebody in here earlier ask about defensive guys. Look, a name that I've I've heard a little bit is David Reeves. Um, from UAB, he's a defensive coordinator at UAB. He's got a very, very impressive resume uh, when it comes to being a DC. 2018, 2019, and 2020 was on the Brawls Award uh, a Watch Award list. Had a st- struggled a little bit this season, um, but I'll take three out of the four years, especially when you had some things that go wrong at UAB and, and, and what they've done and how they've rebuilt that program. I think David Reeves is a guy that everybody needs to watch out for. I think Mike Elko at Texas A&M is somebody that we need to watch out for. Um, look, you know, LSU was successful in keeping Dave Aranda from going to A&M. Can Brian Kelly pull, pull Mike Elko away from Texas A&M and say, look, man, you're not going to be able to – look, I, I face the harsh reality that I'm not going to win a national title at Notre Dame. That's why I'm here at LSU. Are you really going to win a national title at L- at Texas A&M like we can do at LSU? So there's just some early names uh, for DC. Uh, Mike uh, or Mikey Griffith asked, "What about Jim Leonard?" No, I, I think it's it, I think it's very t- it's going to be very tough to pull a Jim Leonard. Now you could go to him and say, "Hey, man, here's three or four million dollars. Maybe he comes," but I don't know how much. You know, a guy that made over $35, $40 million in the league, I don't know how much money is going to entice him. Uh, Cortland Jacobs says, Brady didn't work because he's not an OV. OV? Or do you mean an OC? Uh, Bebop says, we can't discredit Brady just because he hasn't been successful in the NFL. I don't think anybody's discrediting him. I just think that it's a risk. it could be risky. And just because he had the success at LSU – I mean, look, it, nobody's discrediting what he did, but he doesn't walk on water like Jesus Christ does. I'm sorry. The man has flaws. And look, a lot of coaches went out to the NFL and didn't have success and came back and did really good things. A lot of them did. So he could be one of them. He can be one of them. Uh, Jacob Williamson says, Will Must or asked Will Must Champ. I haven't heard anything about Will Must Champ. Um, I haven't heard anything about Dan Lanning's Ask Logan. Um, Jim Levitt, I haven't, I've heard a little about Jim, but not a lot. And guys, I, they're keeping it pretty close to the vest, be honest. And look, you still got Durante, um, that's probably going to get an interview. 
calling it what it is, Durante's going to get pro- – and let's say hire Mike Elko or somebody that they interview first, he's probably going to get an interview. Uh, Brink's driver says that's top of the line. He's talking about he wants a dime. That's top of the line. Uh, Rick Boone says that's what I'd like to see. What's what you'd like to see? Did you say uh, – he says – oh, here it is. A defensive coordinator that we beat – with backups doesn't impress me. Um. Yeah, but Mike Elko's Mike Elko's had a lot of success, man. He's had a lot of success, and, and look, it's not always indicative on him. I mean, look what Dave Aranda's done at Baylor, and look, look how much yards and how many points he gave up to Old Miss. Look what he's doing in the Big Twelve. Look what happens when a good coach goes in the Big 12. They actually play defense. It's kind of crazy how the SEC is playing less defense than Baylor in the Big 12 right now. That's, I mean, it's kind of like we're living in a, a, a paradox, kind of a role reversal. Uh, Chance Rogers says, hashtag ask Blake, when do you see the hires coming out? I think you're going to start seeing them this week. Um, I don't think that you could wait much longer, honestly. I, t- I said – that I'm going to give him till Wednesday to start putting at least two-thirds of the staff together. Hopefully he has his coordinators in here, and then you could start piecing in some other things. But if you have your coordinators and maybe a couple of position coaches, I think that you'll do well. And I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Uh, KO says on YouTube, Chance, I think it could be this week sometime. Yeah, I think it's going to be this week sometime. <sighs> Look, if Brady comes back, let, let – Let's just say this, and, and, and something that fans do a lot is we always associate coaches that have been here that we want to see with this next coach doesn't always make them a great fit now. You know, doesn't always make them a great fit now. The question that I would pose to you is if Joe Brady was never at LSU and you still had the success you hit in two, like let's just say his name was Joe Smith and Joe Brady had the same success elsewhere and – if he was fired, would you go after him? You know, you would. It would, it would still be risky. I'm not saying he do, he won't go after him. I'm not going to say I'm not going to back up the hire, and I'm not going to say he's not a good offensive coordinator. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it does bring some risk into it. Now, here's the flip side of that coin. The flip side of that coin is, is that Brian Kelly is a really good head coach, and can he teach? Can he teach? Joe Brady some things and reel in his offensive mind and put him in one solid game plan that could get him to where he needs to go. Brian Kelly has molded a lot of good coaches. So can Brian Kelly reel in that great offensive mind and put him in the right spots to where he needs to be for him to have success? Now, if he does that, if he does that, and it is the higher, um, Good job, because <laughs> I think that he can do that. And let's let let's not act like that. Brian Kelly's not a good offense, guys. They go uh, offensive mind. They legitimately have switched offenses within an offseason, but it's all still one offense. Going a, a thirteen personnel, twenty three personnel. I, I mean, because their strength was their offensive line. Now they're throwing 24, 25 passes in the first half because they got good wide receivers. They got a good strong arm quarterback. Very innovative has been Brian Kelly. Very, very, very innovative. All right, let's get a couple more here. Dandy Thompson says Kelly might be great for Brady and vice versa. Yeah, he could be. He very much could be. I see a lot of people um, asking about Bird Gunter says no chance in the Wake Forest offensive coordinator. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard about him. I know that's a lot of people talking about him, but I don't. I, I don't know. I've heard a couple of things, but nothing that's really substantiated that's coming out of the ops building. But look, so, something that everybody needs to uh, to to understand is that that shit could change within a dime. That 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 shit can can change. Um, Joshua Miley says recruiting update. All right, let me take a sip sip of water because we got a lot to get into here. We're not going to go too much longer, but I'll give a recruiting update. Hold on. And it, uh, all right, recruiting. Um, I was told that Brian Kelly anticipates to make some st- some staff hires this week and then start hitting the road 
that they're going to have like a big mega, uh, 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 what do you call those, like a where everybody comes in and they start recruiting this weekend and, and stuff like that, and they want the staff hires to be there. Um, and, and look, everybody said, well, what is he doing with recruiting? What is he doing? What is he doing? And I'm hearing from recruits that he's always making, already making initial phone calls to set things up that way that when, you know, they come this weekend and they do some things uh, that they're ready to go. Look, Brian Kelly's not just not recruiting. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I've been hearing from some people um, that they're getting very talented guys are giving LSU a second look where they might not have originally. So there you go. There you go. I, I think it's going to be um, – I think they're going to recruit well. I think you you could end um, this recruiting class well. And I hope that they do. Uh, Tiki Tac Taco says, I would not be upset if they hired – if they brought in Jimmy Lake. Me either. Me either. Um, Gerald says on Facebook, "Have uh, you have remembered that Kelly has been an OC and DC. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. And I think that that's going to benefit these these coordinators. Like, could it help Durante Jones? Can it help Joe Brady? I mean, guys, if if he brings them in, I don't know. Now, um, Joe Brady's going to have a lot of suitors. He's going to have a lot of suitors. He's going to have a lot of people calling him. And especially right now with Joe Brady telling people um, that he could bring Caleb Williams. Joe needs to be a little bit more mature before he starts saying stuff like that. Unless he's talked with Caleb Williams. Uh, John says, Coach O said the offensive line was out of shape. That's on Tommy. Coach O also said that Bo Pelini was a better coordinator than uh, Dave Aranda. Guys, I'm sorry. You can trash the O-line from this past year all you want. But the last six games, they're averaging over 140 yards per rushing uh, rushing per game. Stop. Stop. <sighs> I allowed this the same questions uh, over and over again. Uh, we'll get to one more. We'll get to Mark. He says, any hires at all been made on staff? Not really to my knowledge. Not really to my knowledge. I think that comes out this week. All right, guys. We will see you all again tomorrow night. You all have a blessed night. You all have a safe night. And a lot of news that's going to be coming out this week. And so stay tuned. We'll have it all here for you on Are You Serious Sports. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And we'll bring it to you as, as all of it comes in. We'll see you guys soon. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.